What's up, everybody? We're back. Me and Brandon with the Get Real Podcast. Um, today, our guest is uh, Jake M.F. Moore. Uh, clearly, as you can tell, he feels about taxation. It's bullshit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been a second. We, uh, we try and get him out as quick as we can get people in. Um, we, we both enjoy doing this. This is... Uh, it's a tour of love, passion, and uh, let's get right into it. Um, like I said, our guest is Jake Moore. Uh, Jake, do you have anything to plug? Um, That's okay. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jake is one of my friends, and the beauty of having a friend on is I, I have something more to draw from. It's not just just his story, but like we he grew up right down the street from me. And when I was a kid, I remember more than a few nights where my mom was working late and I was eating. I actually have a very vivid memory of eating like corn off a plate at your house because your family always, always made meals, always made suppers. And Mm -hmm. my mom was always working and my dad wasn't always around. And so it was was pretty good memories or goof, goofy, the goofy movie, a goofy movie that is still in rotation like all the time. Um, A frame poster sits in my living room at all times. It's an instant classic. Yes. Leaming Taraba Chiza. So. Great uh, soundtrack. Yeah. But you, Jake, grew up in Manchester, clearly, mm-hmm. obviously, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd Manchester treat you? Good? Yeah? I think it treated me just fine. Um, some people kind of have their ups and downs with Manchester, kind of depending, you know, their personal like proclivities of like you know everywhere has its drug use everywhere has its problems and everything like that but i've never really had a problem with it me generally i think it's a pretty decent community it, it always has its up and ups and downs anywhere that you go oh, yeah. um but pe- you know people there try as hard as they can sometimes yeah sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> generality mode people try but you know working in retail the way that i do i do see kind of a slight decline in kind of some of people's um uh how people are treating each other a little bit on day to day do you think that has something to do with uh, the pandemic and the derecho and their yeah i i think it does have something to do with like the regular climate of kind of how the country is in general. I think people are really on edge, and they know that they're supposed to be on edge, um, but they can't quite figure out exactly what the problem is. Like, I have my own, you know, thoughts of maybe, like, the the thing with that, but everybody knows that there's something wrong. Yeah. It, it's just... It's kind of like somebody threw the frog in the water before it was not too hot. Yes. Like, it's pretty hot. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're turning up the uh, boiling boiling water a little bit faster and i think covid was one of those big things like the pandemic was one of the things that shot forward um a lot of things that were already a problem but i think people in a lot of higher places just kind of took that as an opportunity to get whatever bag they were going to get and get it sooner than what we what they probably planned on and I think it was just probably just a lot easier for them i think that's true i think there was a, a general breakdown and how people uh, treated each other. Mm-hmm. 
I think they always felt that way, but then they started acting on it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of a... It, it's definitely in the cancel culture. It's a fuck you climate, mm. uh, which me and Brandon have talked about, and today is good. Uh, the art of disagreement, yeah. the, the ability to have disagreements on, on many things, but yet being able to understand, like, listen to understand where somebody's coming from. And uh, as long as you can see where somebody's coming from, like, it, I mean, you should... It's okay to have different views yeah you know yeah i know like i'm kind of in a minority by wearing this t-shirt like i'm kind of in a minority amongst uh a lot of the um little political zeitgeist a little bit um yeah i i can agree with you on that quite quite yeah. a bit yeah in that midwestern face of yours yeah the midwestern face yeah, yeah. um you know i should probably be, i should probably be on the you betcha podcast instead indeed so <laughs> yeah we'll get all of those guys as soon as we get yeah. more famous and better looking uh, so this is the best you got. Yeah, you got what you got, buddy. <laughs> did uh, Brandon? Did you know Jake growing up at all? No, I do remember Jake like by the face. Um, obviously, I think we were just talking today. You graduated in '09, and I knew you by name. Yeah, like I never knew. Like I think the first time I met you really was at um, Goody's uh, kids. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. baby shop. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, with the kegger, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the day of my podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and I do remember, like, I used to go to the pizza place quite a bit, so I do, mm-hmm. I think I remember that. Um, yo, I definitely you would have been in the halls, but oh, I would have been sure. obviously a freshman, so yeah, but yeah, uh, I do remember it, but as in knowing in person, no, yeah. I don't know anything about him, I don't know, yeah. I don't know any story, I don't know anything, so <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you that, uh, me and Jake took pre calculus <clears throat> together, I was. Uh-huh. I was a senior, and I think Jake was a budding sophomore. Junior. I'm one year younger than you. Junior. Yes. Because okay. I remember it's because you came back from Mac Valley I that did, year yeah. to finish out. And, uh, yeah, I think, wasn't I the only yeah. reason you actually passed that class? All right. I'm a, <laughs> I want to jump in on, okay, on this and fine. say that, uh, yes, Jake yeah. absolutely helped me understand some of the concepts. But it's weird because... There was a point in time where the concepts got beyond your head, and then I I excelled at those. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the teacher was not a fan of me. Uh, I was not a baseball player. Oh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the coach, uh, but also I think he just didn't like me. Um, but no, I wasn't. I'm. Not, I will admit that in high school I didn't know I was dyslexic. I didn't know I like. I wasn't one to sit down. And have patience to be things. to be fair i discovered that about myself in my mid-20s as well so yeah. it was one of those things that poor organizational skills um and i screw up a lot of different uh, uh letters between like the the d's the b's and the p's it's yeah. really hard for me to differentiate between them oh yeah but yeah once you kind of learn you know you learn that stuff a little bit so yeah i didn't really you know. know that about you really yeah you had no idea no I was a so here's well, the thing. I was a bad student, and then I excelled after high school. Yeah, and in many things, I I had a setback. I had a major setback, and then after I had my daughter, uh, I found my groove. I found my my. I was born again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely same way. I did not excel in high school as a bad student, but definitely after high school, when I was doing what I wanted to do and what I liked to do, I excelled, and I graduated college. With a 3.9, but graduated high school with a 2.6. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I graduated just off the skin of my ball sack. Yeah, so <laughs> like, well, yeah. yeah I don't 2.0. Any, I, high I, don't, I don't have any skin left on mine after graduating. So, 
Um, I think sometimes the the best students are not the ones. I didn't excel with homework. I could, I could weigh in on topics. I loved mm. U.S. I might flunk U.S. history because I'm not doing your current events, but I'll talk about them. <laughs> no. I'll talk about them. In college, I took all these classes that were debate and, and debate driven. They, mm. I mean, it wasn't homework. It was come in, discuss, bring your opinions. And I have, uh, I think me and Brandon have both said we live by a lot of quotes and sayings. Um, you know, right now I, I can call like the laws of power. Like I, I read the book or I listened to the book on tape because I work a lot and but uh, I've been recalling to my daughter so you know uh, talk less than necessary is one of the laws um, you know get others to do the work for you and take mm-hmm. credit that's definitely one of them uh, it's I mean don't get me wrong it's it's not a book to live by but it is a book that can bring strength to your game mm-hmm. um, I, I was talking to Brandon about how uh, with today's good, I want to do a reversal desire down the road so we can, you know, that's one of the books that's in the book, uh, to, or one of the chapters. rule chapters in the book Tools, which is a fantastic self-help book uh, that I've read. And it was the first tool, and we'll, we'll cover that later on. But I yeah. want to... Yeah, let's wanna, get to Jake. That's, yeah, that's, bring it yeah. back full. So, hey, we will talk to Jake, okay? Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 don't yell at me. I'm sorry. But, uh... <laughs> Working at the pizza place, uh, me and Jake worked together actually, mm-hmm. and um, so I I had a good time there. I spent five years there. How long mm-hmm. did you spend there? Um, five, six, something like that. Kind of off and on the last yeah. couple years or something like that. Just kind of bouncing around. Couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do or you know when you're a kid. <laughs> you know. uh, not to cut that that story like overly short, but I want yeah. to tell you a story that I have from working at the pizza place. Um, there's, I worked for multiple bosses there, and uh, I think the last boss I worked for was Tina and Aaron, mm-hmm. and uh, there was there were some issues there, and in the end, I just I felt like we were not appreciated, like uh, we were from the the bosses before them. Not that I didn't love Tina, but like I think there was a lot of things going on, and one of my biggest regrets there was we we all had a a, a powwow. And it was like, we had our chance to take the power back, and uh, you you kind of walked away, mm. and I was supposed to be right behind you. Like, they, they left us high and dry so many times, and then when you walked away, they looked at me like, well, what are you going to do? And I, I regret not walking away with you. Uh, it's, I think about it all the time. Like, yeah. of my time working there, five years summed up, and the, the only the last part of it was dog shit. Um Still love, still love Tina. You know, yeah. still love her family. But um, man, I wish I could have fist fought Aaron. Anyway, uh, do do you remember that? Um, I do remember it a little bit. And I think he, yeah, you've brought it up before. And it's one of those things of like when it's good that you kind of you know figured out later. On. I was like, oh man, that wasn't like the you know the best thing to do or whatever. And I I appreciate the you know like the apology or whatever. Um, but it's uh, you know when you're a kid, like when you look back at stuff and it's like, man. When you're a kid, you it's just a different perspective of you don't know what you don't know. Like you haven't learned who yeah. you are. Like at all, you're like you're just coming into that. So to make like a stand or something like that, it can be like to me. I don't know. It was just something that I did. I did. I didn't ever feel like it was like a 
turning point or anything, you know, like a no. stationary point or whatever. But yeah. I like that you look back on that and just being like, oh, well, that was actually kind of a teachable like yeah. moment. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things where at the time, uh, I think I was 17, mm. and I was living on my own in a, or in a studio apartment with four other guys sleeping mm. foot to face. And it was my, it was my job. Mm. Like, so it's like, how are you, how are you going to pay the rent when you have four other guys who come from kind of broken homes, mm. ironically sleeping foot to face. And it's like, I should have walked away. You know what I mean? They, they put us in shitty positions for too long. Mm. That, you know, bad things to say about Padilla when we left there. Like they say, he wasn't a good worker. Like, mm. you know, and I was kind of a leader there. And I, I think I showed my inexperience for leadership at that point in time because I, I had worked there the longest out of, I think, anybody. anybody. Lang wasn't there anymore. No. So it was my time to be like, listen, you guys need to stop fucking us around. And but Just like, to jump in, I don't know the story. So what... What was happening? Like not getting paid, or it's. Uh, it was just. I remember Tina and Aaron were fighting one night, mm -hmm. and like Aaron's just like, "I'm out of here." And it's, you have a business to run. You yeah. can't just. So they left us. Yeah, it was, it was kind of more just leaving like kids high and dry when it's like you are the owner, yeah. you're yeah. the proprietor, yeah. you're the face of this whole thing, and you're not helping like anything about yourself. Like yeah. we we had. Like one night you weren't there, but it was me and Rachel, and we the, he threw like like ketchup bottles like back yeah. like straight through like the whole thing back to the back wall between the two kitchens, and it just went like do your fucking job. Yeah, yeah. like I was like, you know, it doesn't seem like you're doing it. Hey, Aaron, this is not the military, and also if it was, you wouldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> he is kind of one of those guys. Yeah, he, well, he came from the National Guard, so what can you say? Nah. Not joking on the National Guard. I just mean, like, you know, you're supposed to learn a sense of leadership when you go through something. A sense like, of discipline or, yeah. you know, something. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was, I was surrounded by my my peers, but a lot of those guys I helped, you know, get hired. But, like, we trained. That's the things. I We fucking trained Tina and Aaron mm -hmm. how to make a pizza. Yep. We taught them how to make our sauce, how to grind our cheese, how to make our dough. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, for them to think that they have that power over mm. us yeah i'm sorry but you you write the paychecks and you order the supplies we yeah. did the rest yeah it's you like know? you came in and we were like the wealth of knowledge of like what it was like yeah. you know to do a lot of things of day to day it's like yeah but then we're kids and it's like well yeah we're not really supposed to be the ones doing all the ordering we're not supposed to be the ones doing all that we're 16 and 17 years old yeah you know so, we don't have access to credit cards we can't exactly do anything like that i worked i worked for nancy before them and mm -hmm. nancy, nancy like left candy bars in the freezer for every one of us every night like she appreciated us you know she'd give us those little like little bumps up in your check if you worked like holidays because we put in like 12 hour days at pizza place mm -hmm. i mean it was i mean you know the pizza place it's so well known on like yeah oh yeah it is on those big holiday weekends it's yeah busy, i'm sure it's nine, nine or ten boats rolling in just packed full of people mm -hmm. the places i mean we're squeezing between people we're taking out whatever you need yeah these, this was like heyday before like the lake went yeah after that what after year that was it went, what year did the dam break oh nine Nine, ten, something yeah. like that. I want to say it was ten. Yeah, maybe ten. Yeah, yeah. maybe ten. So, uh, I just, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you asked that because it's like, I guess that's left open-ended. Like, what would anger all of the cooks and or waiters for so much? 
yeah. to like have a powwow and be like, listen, you need to treat us with more respect. Yeah. And then when Jake's like, well, we're not getting it. I'm, I'm out of here. Like, mm-hmm. this is the, we've tried to talk to you. What yeah. more can we do? Yeah. And they, I, they looked at me and like, well, what are you going to fucking do? And then. Yeah. I should have walked away. Because yeah. well, I, I had pretty much came back after Aaron had left. And the thing is, they actually, they softened up. They're like, we, we really need you. Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? Like, we know you love this business. Well, and learning, learning respect. And, and we just we were just out to eat. And what what did I just do? You, yeah, you paid for a, a, a kid, co-worker. Yeah, a kid that works with us. Uh, he's one of our, and I didn't tell you the whole story, but he's one of our mentors. Um, he's going through what's called our TAPS program and our collision center where he's learning how to do body work. Came in to eat with his family, and the lady came to the table to get our bill, and I said, hey, I want his bill. I paid his bill and his food. I don't even run the place, but I know that kid's going to come in tomorrow way happier. Yeah. Because you know what? I am above him. I am at a desk position. Yeah. And for him to come in tomorrow and be like, somebody yeah. above yeah. is taking care of me and has my back. Yeah. I, th- that's why I did it. I mean, I didn't do it for... I wanted him to pay for Caesar's meal. It's making people happy. And you wanted him to feel appreciated. Yeah, I wanted him to feel appreciated. And, and I guarantee you will. And I guarantee it'll... Yeah. And it's like you have kids, right? And everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I have a kid. Yep. And it's like he he came in with his hit with his. It's like yeah. that's like the generosity of his. Like I'm like I value you as like a worker, and I'm gonna help feed your kids. Yep. Like with the work I that you're doing you for as me. A person. Yes. Those, those little yeah. things are relationship mm-hmm. builders. Yeah. And yeah. They're the thing that sometimes just that one little thing. He has that in the back of his head. That's why he's not leaving because you're still there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And you know what? If I can do that for the company, and I can do it for just. As a general, as whole, like he can wake up tomorrow and feel like going into work that somebody's got my back at work, like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would make me want to come to work better. Just like yeah. my boss, John Weber, he's a Manchester guy. I don't know if you know John Weber, Michael Weber's dad. Okay, uh, he's my boss, and the guy continuously will take me to an appointment or drops me off at home or picks me up. Like I feel appreciated. I mean, there's days that, like, yeah, obviously we have the tension and the stress of the building, and I'm like, oh my, you know. But he's under pressure. But at the end of the day, I'm like, man, this guy, like, he bent over backwards for me. And for me to want to get up tomorrow to go to work, I'm going to work to benefit John running the business. Like, I feel like someone has my back, but yet I want to see John succeed. So I'm going to succeed. And it's those little things, those little relationship builders. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, you push him up and then he pulls you along. Exactly. So it's, some days we're at, you know, we're not at 100%. Some days you're going to have to carry me. Some days I'll carry you. Exactly. Uh, uh, to move on to some good things. Hey, Brandon, you're not wearing your glasses, so you look <laughs> no. way less good looking I thought than about, oh, I yeah. thought about this when I, I came in. I was like, uh, I do have a pair upstairs. I feel like I need to go around upstairs it's, and get them. It's a Midwest face because yeah. we, we kind of shared yeah, the Midwest face. That <laughs> it is. It is. You, you need the accoutrement that goes along with everything. Like you need the hat because most likely you don't have hair in some sort of way. And you need the, the glasses because your eyes are all squinty and kind of weird. So you need all that stuff. Yeah, I should now have I look like glasses. a presentable person. Yep, I should have grabbed my glasses. It would have made a difference, that's for sure. I'm just rocking the Midwest Bella in the receding hairline. Man, it's the dad bod, yeah. the bald head, no, the no. beard. And, no kids, but dad. And the glasses. Well, I had, so. a before, <laughs> I had a dad bod far before I had a kid, yeah. so it's all right. So so you know, but I call that premature maturity. <laughs> like, we just, we matured into that dad life before we got there. I'm so glad that you said maturity. 
<laughs> so, uh, speaking to uh, the dad bad, um, Jake, one of the reasons why I love mm-hmm. talking to you is because you are who you are. Like, yep. you're unapologetically who you are. You are firm in who you are. Like, you you don't mind preaching. To, like, you don't mind talking to people, about debating. Mm-hmm. You don't mind talking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You're great at shit talking. Like, like busting somebody's balls. But, but at the same time, like, you're not going to change who you are. No. And if somebody doesn't understand your views that's okay but you're, you're not it sometimes it can be a dick about it but, I can, yeah. but it's only for good humor yeah, i don't know mm. if it's being a dick it's being stern that's who you yeah, are that's yeah, who yeah. You are. but uh, it reminds me of a story some people uh sometimes people need someone to be a dick for them to oh yeah wait to most yeah. not understand yeah. yeah i call it uh just <laughs> i feel some you need some desensitize <laughs> some of some connection <laughs> yeah desensitize some of these sensitivities yeah so um but Moving to that, like, mm-hmm. wh- I remember one day when you changed at least one of your views mm-hmm. because somebody had a better argument, and uh, we were on our way to a Minnesota preseason mm-hmm. football game uh, against San Francisco. Yep. And uh, I'll never forget both of our jaws dropped. Um, mm-hmm. Can you can you elaborate on this story yeah. for me, please? And I and I. I'll kind of go a different way. I, I know I know the story Please and everything do. like that. Um, it's a, I, I would say I won't tell it just for a like a personal thing between right. s- some other. But I did fully change my like uh, my pro life position. For, for, you know, like a different pro choice. I'll be uh, honest. I changed my position yeah, on yeah. that. So I'll leave that one the where it is. But I did get swayed lately by a different argument to be more pro-life um with uh within like the libertarian culture there yeah. is um a back and forth between that pro pro-choice you know pro-abortion and anti-abortion that's kind of what it comes down to yeah um so there are libertarian arguments for it and against it well there's 16 uh, different personality types <laughs> so i don't think that two parties can hold no hold all of your value. I don't even think four parties can because in the no. time of Abraham Lincoln, like I think he got what 30 30% of the votes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that. and he still became president. So, yeah. uh back then, I think there were more political parties and I don't think our government was nearly as corrupt. Oh, did I say that? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go right back to you and yeah. uh and let you kind of so, I didn't want to tell this story. No. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So I'll say that story as it is. Uh, that'll yeah. just be between, you know, you, you and, and I and, and the whole deal. Uh, but it just kind of turned into that more of the pro-abortion. They just kind of kept pushing it more and more to... Uh, you don't it's know like, uh, Yeah, to just to be like, oh, up until birth, up until this, where it used to be, you know, back in the 90s, it was a thing of like, you know, rare beginning of like you know yeah. first trimester and stuff and you're just pushing it all the way there towards the end so i basically had to kind of look at everything as like okay if you're saying this thing goes from like beginning to like the end and in some cases like some of these places are just like oh yeah we're going to decide you know if the baby comes out alive to maybe not have it be that way anymore right. and it just kind of turned into like it turned back into more of a binary choice to me, which I don't like binary, but it is kind of one of those very few things that if we can't make a decision 
like kind of as a whole of like where this stops anymore, then I just have to go back to the beginning of conception because if I can't get a decent argument after point of conception, then I just have to be, um, I, I just have to be like pro-life. I just like, yeah. and it's not like a huge thing. And that did factor in a little bit back in the day for sure. Um, but it wasn't really until maybe the last few years that people just kept pushing the issue where I was like, more it wasn't a hill to die on yeah. and i think a lot of people politically it wasn't a, a hill to die on i mean the the right definitely you're yeah. more um religious right and everything like that and i get it because like the the great lewis ck uh stand-up was like you know yeah. you either believe this is a baby or it's not and it's like either you're cool with it because you don't believe it's a baby or you're not cool with it because you do <laughs> you know i subscribe to uh smart people can have their own opinion. They don't need to have opinions on everything. No. Smart people don't. Um, so you can have your opinions on something, but that doesn't mean you need to voice your opinions all the time. As a matter of fact, sometimes, like, if I know we're going to get stuck in the mud on something, like, I won't even bother covering it. If, especially if it doesn't, it's, it's not overly important or pertains to me. Um, I just, I guess, it. if somebody comes up with a better argument is, I guess, where I was trying mm. to go with Somebody comes up with a better argument, I'm gonna look inside myself and think whether I need to make a change in myself. And I think that self building, like that, that's that's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. I remember, like, I, I was born again. Like this, I don't have to be stuck to the person I thought I was. Mm -hmm. But I think like, too, I think your, as a person, you feel your opinion needs to be heard, and your opinion matters on where your intelligent lie, your intelligence lies, or who you are as a person lies, and I've really learned through the last year and a half, my opinion doesn't have to be heard. My opinion doesn't have to... Not if it's something of that you can't change at this point in time. Yeah, yeah not even, not even that, but it's also like you feel like if your opinion's heard, you've made it somewhere. That's not necessarily the fact either. Like, I don't... I don't become a better person or feel like I've changed the world just because I was able to get my opinion out there. Like... We've all we all have opinions, mm -hmm. and I think a big a big thing that a lot of people go through is your side or your opinion has to be heard, and necessarily it may not change anything. It doesn't make you presentable any different. Like I don't know where I'm going with this, but like yeah, there's you're a lot still of who cool, you are just because yeah. you have yeah. one, yeah. just because you have a difference between me and you. Yeah, yeah. I think like, we said it before, and today is good. Like. Uh, uh, me and my lady don't have, we have a lot of differences. Uh, I'm okay with that. We can have a conversation about it. I don't need to have a conversation about it. Yeah. But if you want to talk about it, we can, but we're going to art of disagreement. Pick your battles. I'll let you talk, then I'll talk, then you yeah. talk, then I talk. We're not going to interrupt each other, or we're not going to talk about it. Yet. But also, at the same time, <laughs> it doesn't always have to be talked about either, because yeah. like I said, picking your battles. Yeah. Like Exactly. Yeah. Presenting your opinion isn't if it sways somebody else or it doesn't, what is what's yeah. the difference it makes and, for you? And a lot of times, as long as you're like uh, being just like the, the basis of the, how I live my life. I live my life by a non-aggression principle. Mm -hmm. uh, every day you're going to walk out into the world and there's going to be people that are diametrically opposed to you in how many different facets of oh, life. Oh, yeah. But 
the whole thing is like you voluntarily interact with these people like just all the time and you never even have to worry about it it's like hey man i'm here to get a cheeseburger awesome here's my money this is, a, is like you know you don't need to bring all that stuff exactly. every day everywhere you go every yeah every so day. Yeah. that's that's where i'm just like and i'm i'm more of like a libertarian anarchist and like anarchy is just what we're doing here right now is like no one's making us do this anything that's really voluntary um so and also to put into relation for that um voluntary doesn't exactly mean moral as well. Like there's a lot of things that people will do like together that would maybe not be moral. Usually you know? if it's the most popular thing in, a, in the situation, or, yeah. it's like they prey on that group mentality yeah. and it's not the right thing. To Cause do. it could be someone has some sort of mental deficiency or yeah. it's an age thing or whatever. Yeah. Usually, you Think know, for or through the times yeah. we were talking tonight about Sam's, Grandma, grandma going through the Great Depression, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like the times of what people have lived through too. I mean, there's so yeah. many variables mm-hmm. to, but where do you get as a person if some people are just so argumentative and feel like they have? And like you said, you live a non-aggression type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. All three of us do. Mm-hmm. All three of us are not the kind of guy that's gonna. Hey, let's sit down and arm wrestle to prove myself. I don't know. I don't I'll, need I'll my sit on your basic so yeah. you can fight for air. <laughs> as well as things in, in the non-aggression principle. I'd rather long, fight for air. Yeah, as, long, <laughs> <laughs> as long as like the two parties that get down to arm wrestle each other basically put out the rules between each other as being like, hey, you win, I win, like whatever. Yeah. As long as after I win or you win, we don't beat the crap out of each other because like, oh, I lost. Therefore, I have to get this back or something like that. But sometimes an argument doesn't even have that doesn't even have to happen. No. And we choose that. We pick that battle. Yeah. Like me, you'll never hear me talk politics. Yeah. Ever. I have my opinions. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, everybody I know, every person, my parents, my family, my nobody <laughs> has heard me speak politics. Because they just don't. Right. Because I don't have to prove my ways to you. Like, exactly. There's enough people out there in the world that fight to prove that matter. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to love when somebody says, oh, you voted for him. So that means you're a racist. Right? Yeah. Or, yeah. So that means you're sexist. Or it's like, br- you're a socialist. That brings up yeah. so many things that yeah. it doesn't always need to be it's brought like, up. Like, yeah. I, I am where I am, and mm-hmm. I don't have to prove that to yeah. you, or I think what I think. There's no reason to have to prove that to mm-hmm. you. They're gonna have their opinions. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah like the art of disagreement. Yeah, where yeah, they can hear you out. And it, sorry, you probably haven't seen our episode on art of disagreement, so we're saying yet. this. But yeah. no, I, um, I'm, it's to listen to understand. Yeah, so, so learning to know, listen to understand, not to rather win. than we, yeah, we had talked listening. about it a little bit yeah. beforehand yeah. to kind of get a rundown yeah. of just you know, and we were talking about I was like you know understanding general terms, and that's how people need to kind of talk to each other a little more of just yeah. finding the. And if you don't like between. it, you can eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> no, a big I'm bag. sorry, Jake, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's, it, it's all good. It's just like I think people get um, just uh, miscommunication between them because, um, and we, we kind of talked about getting the weeds of stuff, of people need to do a better job of understanding the terms and the words that they're using and try and find like a middle ground on words that you can use so then you can actually have a conversation it's like well like i said blue blue to me means a certain kind of blue yeah. blue to you yeah. blue to you turquoise means green to him yeah blue to me and i could be like oh that's green it's like i'm not yeah. gonna fist yeah. by you over it but until you put a word like turquoise on it, it's like okay well i can't agree that's blue you can't agree that's green mm-hmm. we're gonna find a middle new term to go with this but then we both Find know exactly yeah. what we're talking about you should have been there for our uh, our disagreement 
uh, podcast because I think you could have filled in awesome with where think, our conversation's going right now. It's kind of the same. Mm. It's amazing how many of these podcasts go into that same conversation that me and Sam have brought up that we feel passionate about. And, and come sitting here with you, you are the same way as we are. Is well, that listening to understand rather than listening to respond. Mm. But that takes maturity, which goes into a big part of a lot of what we have to talk about, too, is where's our maturity came from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Speaking of uh, maturity, yeah. Like, you want to get into, the, I guess, the meat and potatoes of... Uh, how, we, how we mature. How, how we yeah. mature. What it, made us it, grow up. What, what put us... I'm going to ask because you know Jake. I don't know Jake. Yeah. Jake, what do you think the biggest part of your life, the biggest thing that has happened in your life or situation or event that has made you mature? I would have to say it would be the uh, death of my mother about uh, three and a half years ago. Um, that was a big thing for essentially the entire family. You didn't, um, you didn't have to say that just because I put it in the notes. <laughs> no, but it really, <laughs> no, yeah, it really is. I mean, there's a. I mean, I led that. I led to there really well. <laughs> like, there's a couple things like you know beforehand that do more with like my dad and everything like that. You know, like yeah. the relationship that we had growing up, and it became different in my twenties. And that set me up to be um, more closer to the person I am right now. But then in terms of like the most important thing, because it does affect really my day-to-day life, because me and my mom were just so tight, just understanding each other. Like it's one of those things you look across a room when like something's happening, someone says something kind of weird. You just look at each other and like, you know, you just give yourself like a nod. It's just this silent language that you have with someone. And you just don't ever have that again, and you've never had that with anybody else. And when it's gone, you have to learn to reacclimate. Yeah. You know, you don't get to call that person, you know, every Wednesday yeah. like how I used to. Um, yeah. To to be like, yeah, this is my day, and it's just yeah. you, this is this is our time. We cut it out together. And yep. it's, it's it's not there. It's just not there, and like. Uh, my sister has to go through like the same thing. She has um, two small kids and everything like that, so her situation's definitely different than mine um, in terms of that. But on the inverse, to speak briefly on that, like, yeah, yeah, how did her situation uh, differ from yours? I, I would say. Hold on, can I back it up just yeah. a little bit? I don't know. How'd your mother die? Okay, she um, she contracted um, colon cancer. It was a very aggressive colon cancer. Um, she got it around, uh, it was right after, it wasn't too long after her 50, fi- 55th birthday, I think it was, um, because we had went to, yeah, we went to REO Speedwagon, which is a, always a great concert. They're they at the Delco, and I am not going to miss that. That'll be the third time I've seen them. So, yes, if you ever, yeah, go And there's it. a great memory there for you, yes. too, yeah. Um, so, um... Not so we get the group back together for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'll definitely get tickets to that, man. I'm not missing that. Not at all. No, let's do it. Um, But, yeah, it was a very aggressive form of, like, colon cancer. Um, It basically had just... uh, And it it apparently didn't take that long, from my understanding, um, and had basically traveled all the way up, metastasized into a brain tumor um, that she had contracted. Wow, I'm sorry. Go Uh, on. How long before... Uh, did you did you hear find out about the? Yeah. So basically, the only reason we found out about that is because of the brain tumor itself. Because she had no other signs mm-hmm. that 
maybe she was letting on um, because she was more of um, she like grew up like a farm kid yeah. and it was one of those things of like pain is not one of those things that you, t- you know yeah. she was a she was a tough lady because like just the worst things ravaging her and everything like that but she's saying it's like oh yeah my pain's like a three or a four when her doctor's like no you're in like a nine or ten like we know that you're in pain you're just but she always had you know just smile it go through it um so if there was anything wrong before that it wasn't you know made notice to us or anything like that from her personally she maybe just wrote it off as this this or that um but then do you wonder if it's her being a mother like you know, my kids need to see me gather strength through this. That was kind of towards more of like the the beginning and, and middle part of when she got sick. Um, yeah. That she was just like a lot more brave face, a lot more stuff like that. Um, even though it's like you're you're dealing with your mortality at like a pretty yeah. young age, um, which is it's going to be hard for anybody to do. Um, but essentially, the reason for that is because the the tumor put a um, pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, on more of like the cognitive like parts of like her her brain and everything like that. So um, her coworkers um, were kind of like she was acting kind of weird. Yeah. And when she like got home, she she uh, she had gotten remarried like when I and, yeah, you know and in, in, in my late teens. Um, she she kind of told her and they would they called him, and she was kind of like. I don't really remember anything that happened today. Really? Or it's like I don't really like I don't really remember driving. I don't remember and it's she was yeah, she was kinda like slurring her speech, couldn't write correctly, which was not her at all. She was a very great speaker, immaculate handwriting, all that stuff. You think she's going through a stroke or something? It's, yeah, it's something. Yeah. So like they um, looking back you almost like wish it was something. Yeah, else, that I yeah, else. that I wish that it was you know, something that was more of like an, a one instance thing yeah. that maybe you could add a more longevity out of. But uh, essentially, I uh, got taken to, you know, Iowa City, did brain scans and stuff. Then it's all up in there. Then they took her up to um, Rochester of a Mayo Clinic, okay. which is just, they are fantastic. Yeah. Like that place is almost bar none. I feel like you almost have to like live the experience of being there to truly understand it. Cause you, we've all heard of Rochester. Yeah. We've all heard yeah. of Mayo, but yeah, I, I've is, heard so yeah. many good stories. So we, you know, they went up a lot more cause like during like the chemo times, she really wouldn't bring us up or anything. We only really went up a couple times. One basically for her, brain surgery which it was one of those things of like she didn't say anything about it was or it to you know, release pressure or it was, was basically it? to take that tumor as much as they could out right. so um they were able to get yes a good part of it yeah they were able to basically get a, a good part of it most of it and everything like that to relieve all that pressure and her cognitive ability came back like almost instantaneously which is just the weirdest thing about like any sort of brain damage, tissue displacement. I just, I just had an uncle that <clears throat> I don't know if you heard about that farm tech accident where the two guys fell off the lift no. in Ayersville, yeah. and the one guy died. They were on a scissor lift. The one guy died, and okay. the other guy had brain injury. And <clears throat> this is my mom's brother. He was one that lived. And this was same. I don't know, February or March. February yeah, probably not. Not quite six not, months ago. Yeah, he, but he. He couldn't, he had no memory. He had no memory of the accident, had no memory. He was talking about like memories from like 30 years ago oh, as like memories yesterday. Yeah. And, with, and the way they explain it is, and I would assume kind of like in this situation, I don't know, I'm not a doctor by any means, but like what they told the family was, it's like you have 
your life is in a, a file cabinet. And someone tips that file cabinet over and all the files go. Yeah. And they the top shelf. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. now it's they learn to place those files mm -hmm. back into place. And he's had to put those files back into place. Yeah. And now his memory and everything's coming back to like today's day. But mm -hmm. the files were so spread out. Yep. That's what, that's what they would say, spread yeah. out. And it's like, oh, what's this one? All right, I got to go here. And they put it back. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like a slow here. building. Yep. But I would imagine when you have that pressure, and that's what's yeah. causing it, rather than a brain injury, yeah. the pressure being removed mm, yeah. makes that process yeah, a lot it's faster. Basically, it was one of those things of like, she couldn't get out what she wanted to get out. Yep. And even in like her writings and stuff, I still have the letter that she wrote me and everything mm. like that. And I haven't looked at it probably in... <laughs> probably about two years probably at least um but then it, yeah it's one of those things of like getting notes from her like my entire life that like they're so well made and everything like that but the the letter that she gave me had spelling errors it had things crossed off and everything like that and it's just like uh, you see what this like did, just the did literacy to her. yeah, the, yeah, the the struggle. yeah. and that was one of the hardest things of like seeing my mom that was like she was like this this really smart, eloquent lady. Like yeah. you, you know her. And she everything. was like a fine one. <laughs> she was she was a very beautiful woman as well. Like yeah, she got the the olive skin from like being like a like a farmer's daughter and everything like that. Did not translate to me and my sister. We got my dad's pasty skin. So she had, a, she had a bit of a tan to her too. She almost looked Greek. Yeah, a lot. yeah, she did. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> and like just that just dark black hair like I had the biggest crush on your mama <laughs> I think a lot of people did <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to push this conversation just a little bit yeah. different just because there's something between me and you we haven't even discussed yet that actually is like a it's weird um, I had a brother that died of colon cancer really yep I had a brother when he was I was 15 years old he was 18 mm -hmm. passed away of aggressive colon cancer wow who would have known? Like, yeah. Literally, people like, we didn't have this conversation at all. I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea with you. And when you said colon cancer, I was like, holy smokes. Yeah, I had, but granted, my brother's was not, his didn't spread to like the brain part and they found it. They found it because of issues in the colon and yeah. clogged up pain and colon mm -hmm. issues there. Sounds fucking terrible, just saying. Yeah. 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 And, and he had stage four. Was diagnosed with stage four, it's seventeen very, years yeah, old. It's just a very aggressive. Whatever happens in there, and whether it's like because she wasn't a smoker, she wasn't a heavy drinker, she wasn't yeah. any of that, and like being like you know, uh, you said he was eighteen. What? How seventeen. Long did, so, so it's seventeen when he was diagnosed. Okay. He had it from August until he was diagnosed cancer free on his birthday in March, okay. his senior year. So he was diagnosed right before high school graduation, or uh, deemed cancer free right before his high school graduation. Okay. And then, right before he went to college again in August, was re-diagnosed in July with stage four colon cancer again. Yeah, and only made it four months mm -hmm. the second time. Yeah, um, and it was aggressive both times, but they were able to remove a majority the first time. The okay. second time, he he died of starvation. He died of dehydration. Actually, mm -hmm. is what he died of. It's a terrible way to go. Yeah, That's he lost ninety-seven pounds in mm -hmm. like a month. But not the yeah, best to kind of know like that. Like and I knew that when we were reading the notes going into this, I had no idea until we sat yeah. down on these notes right so here that yeah, it's got it, it, it has well, to I put us all down, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I had no idea, but how crazy is that? Yeah, that yeah, here yeah. we in are. That, in that case, it has to be something like genetic that is like, or did he yeah. have any? Yeah, no other it's like thing, a, but it's, no other. Go to the notes. Uh, does it run in your family? <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things of like I'll have to get checked earlier than I ever really did before yep. because yeah. it's like there was really no 
lead up or anything no, like that. There's no one else in the family. Yeah, on his side, nobody. Yeah, that's not even known as a thing. Yeah, it was a and yeah. There's no reason that even like my my uh, my grandpa on my mom's side had it is because he he chewed tobacco and you know uh, yeah. gutted yeah. it and yeah. everything. He he chewed Red Man for years, so he had like some throat cancer that he yeah. had gotten taken out or whatever. But um, and that was that was another yeah. Um, there's a lot going on there. Some uh, um, some dark humor. I heard a comedian say, "Well, at least it's not stage five. Yes. Yeah, stage five. Stage five would not be good from what I've seen from stage four. Stage so. five is when they put the dirt on the top. That's, yeah. that's one that's done. No, stage five is where they dig the hole. Stage six oh. is where they put the dirt on the top. <laughs> that joke falls flat at the Mayo Clinic. That's a good to be honest, they have a pretty good sense of humor. I think my, my mom had a pretty, pretty decent sense of humor throughout, throughout the whole time and everything like that. So that, that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, um, they had gotten it out and everything like that, and then it just kind of turned into that. It had hit, you know, colon, boom, liver, bone, like pretty much all the way so up. So she, hers was spread. See, yeah. his his stayed confined to the colon, and yeah. the, the colons are killing. But yeah, how crazy is that? They're, yeah, I would have. Yeah, and just at like that's. I'm sorry, I was like that's no, a yeah. much younger, younger no, no, age don't and mean, everything like that. Yeah, but it's, that doesn't mean that. He was any less to me as a person than what oh, your mom was no, no, to you no. as a person. Like, like I, I'm he saying, was it's like my mom would probably look at like she'd become that that person and just be like, she'd just be like, well, I wouldn't wish this upon anybody, especially someone that hasn't lived their life. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like kind of the like people that I talk to that are in like their seventies or eighties, and they would just be like, oh, your mom is just way too young. She was like about 50, 57 ish by the time it was, you know. Some which, of those glad, guys would gladly give their years. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, I would, well, yeah. I'll give the, the remaining years I have to somebody way younger than me. Yeah. And like you were saying, that strength of, for you and the kid, for you and your sister that she mm -hmm. had, the crazy thing is like, and I'll, and I'll never forget this about my brother, was, he was kind of talking to the same kind of person, had that same mentality. He was in Dyersville and they're like, oh, well, and this is like the third or fourth time he had actually been to an appointment for these problems he was having. And they did a scan. And the scan went. Whoosh. And they went to my stepmom. He was my stepbrother, but he went to, they went to my stepmom and they're like, well, it just lit up like a Christmas tree. Do you want us to tell him? Or do you want us to not say anything? But he needs to go to Iowa City right now. Mm -hmm. Like, right, right. Like, we're putting him in an ambulance to go to Iowa City. Yeah. So they... She said, don't tell him. They put him in an ambulance, rushed him down to Iowa City. He went into surgery not even knowing what was going on. And they removed like 90% of it. And he wakes up and he looks at the doctor and he said, so doc, what the hell's the problem? What do I got to do? And the doc said, well, you have stage four colon cancer. And he goes, well, that sucks. Oh, but, yeah, but I'm a fighter and I'm going to make it happen. And like that was his mentality mm -hmm. right off the yeah. bat. And, and I think as... How much colon can I get rid of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like hundreds yeah. and hundreds of feet by yeah, like yeah. what they tell yeah. you. But he uh, he didn't know it all until he woke up. Mm -hmm. Like he, he went into that surgery blind. And when uh, at the end, don't get me wrong, like his strength didn't go down. It was more his his ability to put the effort into that strength. I think like mm -hmm. when, when towards the end he was more at peace. Yeah, he was at peace of, of what was going to mm -hmm. happen. That's literally the uh, the definition of being nickel and dimed. It just like yeah, it takes from you until there's no, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's different. Like for me, I feel like I'm getting nickel and dimed every day with my situation, and my story. But now that like, this brings a highlight, to, this brings uplift to light. me. It brings a low like, light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 
holy shit, my situation's not so bad. And it, and it reminds me, and I've lived through it already yeah. years and years ago, yeah. and it built me up then, and I've forgotten how to live every day. Kind of just being letting like, yeah. that uplift me, and now I'm I'm glad that we sat down and did this because it just brought me back to a level of. I'm I, glad I, we sat down and yeah, did this yeah, every every time. Every time. But, I, but it I just, want it just, more people to want to sit down and do this. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. If that's a that's a direct message. Yeah, me and Sam, yeah. me and Sam have talked every time we do this. We're like, we just love to do it. Yeah. It does something for us. But what that just did for me was a lot. It was very nice. Yeah, it really, it was nice. It brought yeah. me back to a level of looking at. Like from Derek's point of view, rather than Brandon's divorce mm-hmm. and addiction point of view. Now, now I get to tomorrow wake up to that so, point of view of life. Yeah, life is going on. And, At least and I, I thank you for that. I just, and I thank you for sharing your story. And, yeah. and, and like I just took like a lot of stuff from her, especially in that time. Not to, uh, but like one of her main things was she she wouldn't let it get her to get her down at all. So like initially, did she just, have a class me bag and all that? No, um, not really tore uh, not until like kind of maybe towards the end or a, a little bit like that but there was really nothing they could really do yeah. it was just kind of like that's just but then eventually yeah there there was i'm sure they first yeah. changed her diet so yeah because you know, cancer lives off of sugar so yeah. and Derek like, got a colostomy bag right away and he'd fart out of that colostomy bag you're losing like 40 uh, feet of like smell distinction like i'm talking like, like these farts were like the worst thing that could ever happen in a room, and he would laugh so hard yeah, every like time. But it was like a, a, a like... seventeen-year-old that gets to put out the rankiest. <laughs> it was like an uplift for him. Was it was, just, but yeah, it, it's like you get to you get to live in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> suffer yeah. and I suffer. <laughs> you know what that is? That's the smell of death. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about that dark humor. <laughs> oh, oh. So uh, not. Not to change gears on that, no. but uh, pod, uh, Ryan Sickler, one of my favorite comedians, he's a podcaster as well. He always says if, if everybody took all of their problems and put them on the table in front of each other, you'd gladly take your own problems back. So that's, yeah. that's one of those things, man. It's like uh-huh. my problems, right his, here, problem, problems his, is pick his one. problem just reminded Fuck me it made my problem one. a lot smaller. Yeah. 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 Then it was like um, just, um, just for like her mentality and everything, her thing – which is something that um, she had said to me like kind of one time, like like I don't know how many years like prior, but um, that just stuck with me. But she didn't remember. But I kind of tried to reinstill it back to her. Um, was the only way out is through. Like no matter what you got, like you have to go through whatever that is. No matter how tight it gets. Yeah, it's yeah. like the only way out th- is through. Like yeah. whatever bubble you're is like you gotta go through it. Um, but then. Like a uterus. She, yeah, and she chose. <laughs> a uterus. Yeah. Like, well, it, the it, only way into the world is through that dark tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, yeah, something like that. It's is, a metaphor. It's, it's a rebirth process. It is. Because at the end of it, you're just like, well, this is what I have. Like, this yeah. is like, another thing was we always said is like, today is the day. Just whatever, whatever, sequence. yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever we're doing today is just whatever we're doing. Because if it's good or bad, today is just the day. And we move on from there. Yep. Like, and going through something of somebody is like, oh, you have X amount of time left. Yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, going through, it's a rebirth process. Just kind of, you know, like the joke that you had there, but like it is, it's a rebirth process because you're, you just, you're just totally new. You're washed of a lot of, uh, just, but Sam and joking, material you know, just, thing. Yeah, you know, life just, life, the man. way Sam just said it in a really non way of, <laughs> 
the dark tunnel. Oh, I bet it's it dark. that way. Yeah. It's dark. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it's always... The crazy thing is you'd think life would just stop putting us through the dark tunnels. Yeah. And it doesn't. Oh, like, yeah. it, it, I like when even when you feel like you have it figured out, the next thing you know, you're in front of another dark tunnel. Yeah, and it's so true. Like because you yeah. come into the dark tunnel, you come in through a dark tunnel, and, yeah. but it's not like you just leave in a dark tunnel. It's life yeah. continues to bring this. Yeah. Because I will tell you, the the week of her surgery was a dark time for a lot of things. So um, she had her surgery initially on a Thursday, then her. Her dad, my grandpa, died that Saturday into Sunday, I believe. Um, because when it rains, it Pretty much, yes. It's just kind of like one of those heartbreaking things and everything. And he had, um, they had gone through that. My uncle had died when he was eighteen from uh, dr- uh, drug use and things like that. Where my mom had also, for whatever family reason, she had taken care of. My uncle Sam, which is my middle name now, it's like the the namesake, the the family name yeah, Samuel. Yeah. Um, I knew that. Actually. Yeah, um, she had taken care of him a lot as a kid and had a lot of connection and everything like that. But it was one of those things like when you get into like you know your nineties and stuff, and you see another one of your children that you're just like, you know, it's one of those things of like it, he's just like I'm not gonna bury another another shot like yeah. that just yeah. it's that's not how life is supposed to go it's nope. not how life's um, supposed to work it's so to go the other way around yeah. it was pretty much like the week after that my mom like essentially because she couldn't stand up in front of people which this will lead to something later as well of trying to finish kind of what she started mm-hmm. um she couldn't stand in front of everybody for his funeral so she had recorded like essentially her her eulogy and everything like that to be played over the intercom um during that time because it was just like she was you know fresh you know yeah. maybe a week She's out of surgery fragile. at that point yeah. yeah um also my cat of 14 ties died died that monday who uh tink tink yeah. oh so <laughs> thursday was mom like about sunday was grandpa and my cat of like 14 years died on that monday but I was able to call her and just be, and she was just like consoling me. But I'm just kind of like, you know, as your mom would. But I'm just like calling her to let her know what happened. And it wasn't until she was like, got into mom mode that I started crying because I'm just like, oh, even though that like mom just went through all this, she's still worried about me and, and the like the loss the that I just had yeah. because I'm just like, it's like God Mother. damn it. Like that Mother. is, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're worried about you, not the other way like, yeah. Stop it. I was like, I'm just letting you know what's going on, man. It's been kind of a hard week. Um, yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you know, know what? Like, your mom's still your mom. Yeah, and that's just uh, parenting, which is something that I've never experienced. You can, you um, can parent mine. I don't care. It's, <laughs> I'd rather not. You can, parent, um, you can parent mine, but I can't no, even parent mine. So. I, I don't <laughs> like kids. Um, I don't so like kids. That's my, the hard part. I never oh, had no. enough time parenting mine on my own, let alone... Uh, yeah. I but can't you like Lilo, though. Yeah, and when I say not parenting, oh, no, like, I, know, I, I want to parent mine every day of the week, but yeah. unfortunately, I'm having a hard time. Circumstances. Yeah, being able to because it's just the, you're, you're the back and forth. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. 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 And as long as you try, there's a lot of people out there that battles. don't try. Yeah, and, and I've learned picking the battles like we just yeah. talked about. Find where to flip. I used to pick out. a lot yeah. more battles with my ex than I do now. But like oh, the funny thing, we were just talking about this yesterday. Actually, I mean, you know my older brother, Alan Pulfer? He graduated in 06. Okay. 
But we were. About my it was me. Grade, your yeah. sister's grade, yeah. Uh, Brian was 05, so yeah, a year younger. So he was with. It was me, him, and my son yesterday. And my son takes his shoe off, and his finger, his finger, his toenails are painted. Okay. And I'm like, like that's not start that right now in today's world. Like yeah. <laughs> that's a little early to be starting that in today's world. And I, but you know. It is what it is, but I looked at my older brother and I said, "Well, I'd say something to his mom about his toenails, but we got a lot bigger battles to fight. Like, <laughs> I want to pick my battles because this is a battle that's not even worth going into. Like, not that I disagree. Like, yeah, it, it just it's like to me, it's just like that. I don't know. I, you know, I get it. I yeah, get it. it was, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I was taken back by it, but also I looked at my brother and I was like, "There's much bigger battles to be fought." I'll tell you. So right. why would I go into the small battle? Yeah. Like, I'll tell you with my situation. My daughter wants to paint my nails, and when a little girl says, Dad, can I paint your nails? I don't care how fucking manly you are. You're gonna <laughs> you let, let it, them. You're going to let it Oh, happen. I let my stepdaughters paint yeah. my nails. But I'm assuming don't get me wrong, but don't be painting my two-year-old boy's nails. I like, assume it was your stepdaughters <laughs> who painted his nails. But, you know, or he wanted to be like... He told me Mom did, but... Oh. Well, you just want to be like the stepdaughters. And that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and like I said, that was such a small battle that it wasn't worth going into. And like I said... I let them paint my nails. I mean, yeah. I gotta say, creating like stepdaughters with daddy issues works out for people like me in the long run. Did you? Do you guys remember the movie Motocross? It's good for your. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, it's I feel like I've been my favorite podcast so far. Like, I haven't made a joke like the like, entire time. <laughs> We're living the roller coaster right now. I know it's like oh, it's like uh, Harper and I was like oh, my mom's dead, but it's like also just kind of like uh, you know, and we're painting toenails. Yeah, if we're <laughs> if we can't create like fucked up stepdaughters, then like the, the porno industry's screwed, <laughs> and I've got nothing to do at night. <laughs> trying to market all those ones that we got canceled like, before we even <laughs> yeah. this one is not gonna make it on youtube well, boys yes yeah, it is. <laughs> the is they don't even uh, like do like milf as milfs as milfs they're like they're like 26 we just went to some matt rife type of shit oh yeah. i'm talking about yeah. the matt rife thing this whole thing just went matt rife all right so uh did anybody <laughs> step up when your mom passed away <laughs> On to our next point. bullet point. <laughs> we made bullet points for a reason, boys. Back to the back to the story. I, See, geez, yeah. We might need to wrap this one with bubble wrap. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen worse. Oh my god. Oh man. Like in terms of that, like I think I did a little bit more as like a person. Um, you you grew more as a person. Than yeah, yeah, and I think I stepped up kind of yeah to save you. Yeah, kind of more in like the family dynamic because I always took more of like a backseat to a lot of things. Um, for the longest time, um, I never really felt really super a part of my family, mm -hmm. um, just for like X amount of reasons. But it was also like a personal thing of like I had my own uh, like mental and like drug issues and, and di just different things like that in my early 20s that I didn't really feel a part of my family. I didn't like to show up to things or I just kind of chose not to. Sure. I think dr drugs will definitely make you not yeah. show up to things or want yeah. to. It was, it was mostly just like 
like weed and alcohol. I was never like, oh, yeah, into, no, yeah, into not, anything not my, super yeah. crazy, but yeah. it was just one of those things that just kind of like, I, you know, you live in your own world. Yeah. It, and stepping out of that world's hard. Yeah. Some of the most humble people, though, I know, have been former drug addicts. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself, I, I was just a piece of crap <laughs> for a lot of my late teens, early 20s and stuff. And I've apologized to, like, my dad and my sister and, like, my mom about stuff like that. that. It was, like, you know, that, that's growth. Yeah, and that's just one of those things is like, oh, I knew that I wasn't, you know, because you know in the moment of why you're not showing up to things. But you, you learn but you learn who you should apologize to and who you should. Exactly, yeah. And I've learned and that was a big thing for me is I felt like I had to apologize to everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was like I learned that that apology didn't mean anything to a lot of people. Like yeah. I learned who it was important to apologize to and who it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I'm so I'm assuming kinda of like you, there's a lot of people that were there through those times in those days. That are no longer there. Yeah. And it takes a while for you to come at peace with. Yeah. yeah. it sucks. They're gone. But you come at peace with, well, if they're not here now, like, what's the point? Like, yeah. I'm where I want to be. Hold on to no, them. you can't. You can't. But you got where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And if they're there, they're there. If they're not, they're not. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. It was one of those things, like, I never had, like, a relationship with my sister a whole lot throughout my entire life. Like, you know, like, kind of just back in the day, like, we were not close. Yeah. We were, like, four years apart. You so was the annoying little brother. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, like, I mean, she had good-looking friends when, she, you know, she was, you know, playing volleyball and, <laughs> yeah. and in, like, wrestling, cheerleading and stuff like that. So that was always kind of nice to have them around. But, um... It's kind of like stepdaughter porn. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, when you're 12, when you're, when you're 12, you get to look at 16-year-olds. When you're 32, it's not the same. Um, yeah, well, yes. Did we just have this conversation at the gas station? Like... We're just gonna back it up a little bit, but um, oh, but yeah. it's one of those things when you're riding up to like that Mayo Clinic. I mean, it's like a four-hour drive or anything like that, and you're going like you know you're you're both going through this thing. Like you never really, we never had much in common because she was four years older. She was always in a different school regardless. When I was in elementary, she was in middle school. When I got yeah. to middle school, she went to high school. Went to high school, she went off to college. She never had to deal with the embarrassment. Like my older brother, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because they were like the same age. So there's like, there's there's kind of a disconnect in there that you're not really going through the same things at the same time. Mm. So at that point, we're going through the same life-changing things simultaneously, and we're traveling to, uh, you know, go see her in Mayo and, you know, this different surgery stuff, and we're like talking for like that whole time and doing more bonding that like I never would have thought ever um and it, it was just one of those things of like that was that was a, a life builder and everything like that because then afterwards um there was a lot of things that she didn't really want to do mm-hmm. so this is kind of coming back around to um my my grandpa's situation was she didn't want to, from my recollection, I mean, she could maybe say something different, that she didn't want to speak at mom's funeral, that she probably just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, she already had um, her two kids, but they were pretty young. They were maybe like three and one and everything like that. And she was just kind of, you know, trying to keep that kind of together. And it was one of those things of like, you know what, no, I'm doing, (coughs) I'm going to speak at her um, at her funeral because it's, it's the one thing that she couldn't do for her own father who was like a huge influence and a big hero for her personally and that's how I always felt about my mom 
So I basically told her, like, this is the reason why I'm up here. Because she couldn't do it for her father. I feel obligated that I have to do this for yeah. my mother because it's something that she couldn't do. I have to finish almost something like, that she started. Almost like cleaning up yeah. her mat in a way. In, like, a past thing that she yeah. just literally couldn't Sewing do. Sewing up something. Yeah. Yeah, so Left that's open. that's like that's a kind of a perfect question just to just to come back around of yeah I I had to complete something that needed to be completed task left undone mm-hmm. I love it which yeah. I don't feel that I could have prior to the basically year and a half long experience of her like her last years of life and everything like that yeah I there's no way I could have before yeah but you and your sister got. A lot closer out of the building, like your Yes, to- yeah, because so, now we actually hang out as, like, like brother and sister and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like, there was never a time that we ever hung out that wasn't, like, a family function or something like that. Um, and it was one of those big things of, uh, like, another full circle thing was the first concert my mom ever took me to. I was 13 years old. We went to Brooks and Dunn. I okay. love, like, just great catalog. Dude, they can, they can sing, they can play, they can do everything. Sorry, um, it's on the stand. You're good. It's on the table. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on the table. <laughs> See, that's why I did it that way. You were so yeah. shaky with this table. No, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's on the stand. No, you don't need to hold no. the table. It's on the because, stand. Yeah, that ain't I put, That's why I put the stand up there so the table good. doesn't move. Brandon's yeah. got this nervous stick of shaking. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, I'm also kind of like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and then yeah, you hit it. But yeah, that's why yeah. I put it up on that stand. So, you're seeing shaking. That shaking right there, and I'm sorry about my come hitherly like little thing going on there. Um, Going, but yeah, that's, that's a technique. I've, I've seen uh, it before. You know, it's it doesn't move the way that it kind of <laughs> used to. I'm kind of out of practice. Um, playing guitar, so, right? Yeah, bass. Out of practice, playing yeah. bass, guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Anyways, I was going to go back. Sorry, I want to go back on this a little bit. Yeah. So when I lost my stepbrother, my older brother that was a little bit maybe your sister's what three four years older than you. Four, yeah. So Alan's five years older than me. Yeah. And we weren't close at all. Mm. But it wasn't my brother's brother that passed away. So I went through this without him. Mm. And then it was four or five years later, my older brother, his dad was remarried and he had a half-sister. She had a brain cancer at 15. And my older brother came to me after and said, I'm sorry. I wasn't there for you through that. Yeah. Because I didn't know what you were going through. But then he just went through it, and it was like... You have this shared thing now. Now, where you guys shared it together, me and Alan shared it separately. Mm -hmm. But that day, it was like, me and Alan became that much stronger. But it took four to five years where your guys just was through it together, and we built that together. So, just, sorry, I didn't mean to... No, that, like, that's, like, that's exactly, like, that's a perfect... It was like, you spanned and, you know, these different, very similar things. Yeah. But that age gap and that thing, and as you become older and everything like that, you have these shared experiences that you never had with somebody. You're just like, wow. But it's like everybody through our lives. I haven't really had too many people die of cancer. Well, not even that. But, okay, okay. But, but, look at, I, but look at this. Me and you grew up together 20 years ago. You yeah. knew me 20 years ago. Yeah. You weren't close. No. I called you six months ago and explained to you what was going on with me, and we decided to do this podcast. You haven't been through anything like what I've been going through, like but you have been through your own things, mm-hmm. and we both just came to this like we came to this thing of you grew up and matured, and things changed for you when your daughter came. Yeah, 
I grew up matured and things changed for me one day when I just decided they were going to. Yeah. And we got super close to it. Yeah. And the situation was nowhere near alike. Yeah. But this situation's alike, but... Oh, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. Point, my point is, like, yeah. I mean, we I, all I, go through things, and they're not all going to be the same exact yeah. thing. But when you can relate to people and build relationships off of... We've all grown up. Yeah. And this goes back to what our bullet point was, is growing up yeah. and experiencing things through life. But that's what life does, is life puts us through these dark tunnels mm-hmm. that we mature through them, but then it builds bonds, and it builds strength, and it builds who we are as a person. Yeah. But we get to be able to be closer to people and like I was saying, I had so many people before my addiction. And all these people that kind of dissipated. Mm-hmm. But after I've gone through that tunnel, the people I'm finding on the other side of the tunnel, yeah. it's so much stronger of a relationship because we're building relationships off of experiences, mm-hmm. immaturity, in life, and things that have made us into yeah. who we are. Where thing. those people were just kind of like your immature, like your, you're yeah. just the acquaintances more yeah. or less. And like me and Sam, we'd be... Sam's been my fuck hero through all this. Like, I call Sam. I don't call Sam when I don't want to call Sam. I call <laughs> Sam when I call Sam. Or I don't respond. But when I know damn right if I'm having a bad day, I get a hold of Sam. Sam comes over. But it's not even just that. It's not even having to be there. But as we go through these things, the people in our lives that should become more important and we should have these awesome bonds with, it happens because we mature to that same level. And it's the same thing with like your sister, my brother, yeah. me, Sam, like, People in your life become less amount. There's a lot less of people. Yeah. But the people that are there are our people. Yeah. They end up being your people. The quantity dwindles, but the quality just there's there's yeah, so quantity, much space yeah, that you quality have. Not quantity. Yeah, yeah, exactly like, what I was yeah, You can have like yeah. ten people in all these spaces. I was like, well if I whittle it down to three, it's like, oh I have all this all this space to put, you know, like mm-hmm. better relationships for those three people. Exactly. You know. And but for me for a long time it was important to have as many as possible. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I could care less for the qual- the quantity. Yeah. I want a Sam. I want my older brother, Alan. I want these things. And I think it's kind of the same thing with like, mm-hmm. and I know you used to be, I, I know your friends, like we didn't know each other, but I know your group of friends, like your yeah. guys' group of friends has dwindled down. Yeah, for but sure. But the ones that you guys want to be there and the ones you guys all stay close with, yeah. mm-hmm. it's like Sam and Ryan. Like right. Ryan's always right. good. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's always going to be that for you. Like. Yeah. Who I believe is always going to be one of the nicest people that you're just ever going to be. We just talked about that a couple weeks ago. He is a goddamn beautiful butterfly. Yeah, we just talked about that a couple weeks ago. It is insane, like, how much, like, Ryan was there for my podcast. Yeah. It was the three of us, me, him, and Ryan. I didn't see Ryan in 15 years. He was the perfect addition, actually, to that. He was. He was Mm -hmm. was there to laugh. Yep. And he chimed in very rarely, but he didn't talk over people. He was. Awesome to be there, yeah. and for Brandon to tell a story, tell things that he already told me to somebody else that hasn't heard it is like that's the, the shock factor. And that's just what happened here. Factors. Like I didn't know your story, Sam yeah. did, so it went a different direction. Like speaking of to, uh, your story, uh, do you remember at your mom's funeral you had uh, you you told? Yes, you, you had a little some darkness. A little dark. You brought a little, a little darkness. Yeah, had a little bit of darkness on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was during her wake. Um, yeah. and like, yeah, maybe Lying some people shoulder. probably shouldn't listen to this part. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and this is where if you want to stop listening, you stop, I guess. But we'll put a time code yeah, at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You know what this is. We'll, about. Put, we'll put it in the description from this minute to this minute to not listen. If you ever, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's probably not the worst like, thing we've said on this podcast. Probably no, not. No, we like, just talked I'll about say <laughs> worse things later. I've got some stuff built up. Um, no, it was like it was during her wake and everything. It's an open casket thing and everything like that. And, like, you know, you'd come, which I didn't expect any of my friends to really, like, be there or anything like that. Like, it's just kind of a whirlwind thing of, like, you're handshaking and hugging, like, 500 people in, like, a matter of hours. Yeah, and you don't remember it who, is, you don't remember what they said, no, you don't... But kind of towards the end, you guys kind of started showing up kind of when everything was kind of, like, dying out a little yeah. bit. And... I don't know what the fuck you did, but like you hugged me, and I don't know if you grabbed my ass or something like that, because what you tend to do is grab dicks and balls and asses and shit. It's the eye like, of all the time. Yeah. But I think it, I think you just gave me like a hug or something like that, or you know, probably something really innocuous. I want to say Len grabbed your balls. Ah, uh, maybe. Maybe. You maybe. never know. Um, but I think you just gave me like a hug or something like that, and I was like, no, not in front of my mom. <laughs> um, it's good to see. And you were just like, God, that is fucked up. And I'm just like, you know, darkness. You just got you just gotta run through it. And I, you know, like she had a great sense of humor. I don't know if she would appreciate that one. But I know that like I would, so like anybody, you have permission to make the most fucked up shit like when I'm dead, like just go for it because I want a party. Yeah. I don't care what the fuck you do. I would, you know, I would rather you. I want you to buy some kegs and like my old ass eighty year old friends be doing keg stands yeah. and stuff. I, yeah, I, I really don't care what. Like at that point, it's like I'm done. Like you can kind of just do you whatever you want. You want to, yeah, you I think you once said, "When I pass away, I want you to dress me up in a Superman costume and throw me out of an airplane over a middle school." So, <laughs> barely certain. I think I, it would have been Green Lantern, but. <laughs> That makes just sense. put like a strobe light on, you know, you gotta have like a whole thing. Yeah, just, I want I want people to see me in the dark. Just go. <laughs> as he smells. As, as, as I'm just kind of like, boom. Oh, we all knew we yeah. couldn't really fly. No. <laughs> I didn't have the willpower at that point. Well, we put him in the ground anyways. Yeah. And he's already in there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going straight to stage five. Three quarters of the way is already done. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember if I grabbed your ass or not. I did. At, at probably awake, I don't think that you probably I, did. Actually, I think I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> fuck, you know, I have no clue anymore. Like, so, some things, I just remember that happening. I don't think, I don't think it's hard to envision realize. it at that point in time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I can remember the only thing I can remember the whole day was, like, the very end. Mm-hmm. The football team showed up because it was after football practice. Okay. And, like, all my friends that played football with me, and it was during football season, we're coming through, and I was like, and I'll still remember this to this day. I don't know if you know, you know the McTaggarts. Mm-hmm. Trey McTaggart came through. True and Cruz. Yep, Cruz, yep. Jet, and Trey. Yeah. Uh, Trey came through, hugs me, and he gets up to the casket, and he just, like, starts dry heaving, bawling. And I had to, like, go over and, like, rescue him. But you remember Cruz. Yeah. Cruz had a brain tumor. Yep. And he looked at me, and he said, it's not fucking fair. It's not, he's a bit to us. It's so. my brother, not your brother. Yeah. Or your brother, not my brother. Why did my brother make it through and yours didn't? Like, I had to calm him down, like, went into, like, but he had never been to a wake. In oh. fifth, almost 16 years of life, had never been to a wake. Yeah. And all I could picture was, this could have been, been my brother. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, that's another just experience from him of just being like, wow, yeah. seeing something that young and like just yeah. kind of something very similar and everything like that. that um, yeah. 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 That's like, I'm telling like out of that whole day, the thousands, probably thousands of people that came through 18 year old in high school, like yeah. the whole school yeah. came yeah. through. You're going to be there. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only, that's the only thing I remember is him. Trade the whole trade situation. Like, I remember him standing over that, and he he ran out. He ended up running out. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. We all no, no, we all handle things differently. Yeah. So, so we, I, if I don't laugh, I cry. I won't laugh. Yeah. It's if, if I don't get angry, I cry. Like if I'm upset, I need to go away from everybody else. Yeah. Because I'm gonna do something, and it's either gonna be laugh or cry or be yeah. angry. But one of those things I do it. I do it. I do it. And sometimes you can't contain that. So it's yeah. like. I'd, l- I'd rather laugh than cry in front of yeah. people. Yeah, in front of people, yeah. It's definitely like a laugh at like I have to make a joke or I have to just be like, all right, I'm just going to be stoked. But we all handle Because, but, yeah, but to I cry, think... I have to be alone. Yeah. Like, I cannot let you know, like, it's just... anyway. <laughs> I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big... Which was boy, like... I, I'll cry. Like, that was... but, but I think this all relates to all these emotions that we end up having mm-hmm. relates to us coming around to the idea that life is going to be different than what we thought. Things were gonna be different than what we thought. Like you thought, mom would be there forever, right? Yeah. I thought my brother would be there forever. I thought my brother would be there when my kids were born. I thought my brother would be at my wedding. I'd be at his wedding. I'd get to be an yeah. uncle to his kids. But life ends up being completely different than what we thought. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of these emotions come from. Is we end up getting upset as a person because we're disappointed. We're disappointed yeah. in what could have been, what could have been there for us. Mm. It's like. My divorce, like, yeah, it's upsetting. Thought I was going to be married forever. Yeah. I promised forever. I said I do. I said the yeah, vows, right? right? When a man says he does, yeah. he means it. But who wants to put their mom in the ground? Just like a mom doesn't want to put their kid in the ground. Ex- yeah. A kid doesn't want to put a mom in the ground. No. They say, you know, that's not how life's supposed to be. Yeah. Put a kid in the ground. But yeah. life Before doesn't want to like, be the other way either. Because no. it's not enjoyable the other way either. No. So I think all these emotions come from our lives going a different direction than what we thought they were going to. So is there any ideas that, uh, did you have to come around to any ideas that things were going to be different? Like, I mean, is there anything that came out different from this than what you expected? I was expecting, like, um, because in that time, like, the relationship with my dad got better. Like, by a lot. Speaking of your dad, you said that earlier. I want to know. Like, I I guess I forget that you and your dad had a bit of a falling out. (laughs) A lot of that had to do with my own immaturity growing up and my dad's ability to control his anger Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Um, He was never, like, physically abusive. That was never his thing or anything like that. He should have cried more. Yeah, maybe he should (laughs) have. But, you know, there was just things that he, you know, would say and everything like that. He would yell a lot, do you know, do all these things and say, like, really hurtful things. But that's how he was raised and all that stuff. But he was a lot better than what his dad was. So it's a little bit different like that. But um, in that time, like, he had gotten, when I was in my early 20s, he had gotten... Uh, more like anger management counseling and, yeah. different, and different things like that because he knew that it was like an issue and things. Um, but then also at that same time, like I kind of hit more of a rock bottom of like, I didn't like where my life was. I, I couldn't get a job for like months. Like I was broke, I was everything. Like I was barely holding it together. And it's one of those things of like, he just randomly calls me one day and it's just like I go out and hang out with them, and it, like it just finally was like, "This is my life right now, and it's not good." 
but then he would like talk to like one of his friends. He he helped me get a job. I stayed there for years. I kind of learned like more work ethic. I learned like a lot more things and developed more of a, a day to day relationship with him because he had gotten to be better and uh, he I think viewed this as like a thing of like I can help be like a dad that I really wasn't before. Yeah. And uh, I've thanked him for all that stuff before and and everything. And it's just one of those things that I had built that with him. And it one day just kind of came across that he we had he had like this rental property yep. that he was like, hey, do you, do you want to just going to get to <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, it's, you know, this all kind of leads, you know, like kind of leads together and everything just throughout my 20s. But I, I've been there for about six years now. Um, so he has this rental property, which is actually next to the house that I that we had in, in high school. Yep. So it actually shares a, uh, a driveway. So, and I've actually lived in, as my small town white trashness, I've lived in three, <laughs> I've lived in three houses in a row on the same street because we, in Damn. middle school, we rented. That's a pretty big town to wind up in three houses. Three houses in, in a row. I mean, it's a town I, of what, set? You're six thousand six thousand yeah. so it's not like people. we're talking like for, for a 50 house yeah. small town he loves trailer. that street man yeah. for whatever i just i i kind of it's call your it prospect. yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's prospect street <laughs> i know, I know. it's, so it's i kind of view it as just kind of like my just universally just whatever reason i just have to be there for some reason it just i've just been pulled back because I've lived in Cedar Falls, I've lived in Delhi, I've lived in other places in Manchester. It just always just kind of comes back to this thing. Yeah. I don't know how and I don't know why. It just I'm supposed to be there for a reason, so I'm just doing it. I'm yeah. letting that go. Yeah. Um, you feel like you're embracing it well with the remodel and everything. Yeah. And you ever feel like you just weren't meant to be somewhere, and it's like life wouldn't let you go that direction no matter how much you tried. And yeah. it's like you, and then you embrace what life wants for you yeah. and it's like oh okay this I, seems fair i feel just super comfortable where i am mm-hmm. well Some you should you lived in yeah it's, yeah you've lived in three houses yeah. within this yeah. <laughs> and it's just maybe it's like because some people would look at it as like oh you can't move on from like where where you grew up or something like that it's like i don't look at it some people look at it i don't look at it like no, that because of it's how i've known that i've come as a person that yeah. i'm just like i'm not the same person that i was in this house or this house, but I am this person in this house. How cool that you get to look at that, though. Like, uh-huh. side by side by side, you mm-hmm. get to look at your growth. And, I mean, we, yep. we all get to find dad, a way to reflect on our growth. Your dad can but you're reflecting. stand outside in the street and go, my son has grown so much. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to do that. Uh, he's not as introspective as, uh, as kind of we are with some of that stuff. I definitely got that one for my mom in terms of... Uh, being a little bit more in tune with emotion and uh, talking about everything, yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in that time, yeah, uh, because he was like, "Hey, I've I've got this uh, rental house that was next to there." He's like, "Do you want to help me fix it up? And when I sell it, I'll give you an X amount of percentage of profit or whatever." And I was like, "How about I just you know buy it from you for what you got into it?" So still give I that profit. Yeah, so I didn't pay a penny more than like what he paid for it um, because he's like, "You know what? I'd rather just you know just." See my successful. Yeah, do you know have have this something here? It's a four bedroom house. I mean, it's from 1900. It's not the best thing in the world, but it's a whole thing. You can live there for decently cheap. Doesn't cost yeah. me much every month. Well, and you're doing I, some cool. You're doing some cool stuff in there. Yeah, from what you showed me. Yeah. So completely um, redraw it, like re 
re-insulating, rewiring, um, redoing a whole bathroom, putting in a whole new bathroom. Fucks up some plumbing. At yeah. the end of the day, it's <laughs> yours. Exactly. And it's one of those things of like, I tell people, it's like, if you can, if you can own something, even if it's just like, you know, a hole in the wall. Because in comparison to a lot of the world, like you being poor in America is a lot better off being poor in India. It's a lot better being poor in a lot of other countries because they just live in shacks. You get to have a house with insulation. Maybe I, it's not good insulation. Yeah. <laughs> like just actually, when it's hot outside, you can turn on the air conditioning. Yeah. yeah. I just actually, I, I, there's this kid from rehab uh, that I went, well, from treatment that I went with. He's 19 years old. And ever since the day we got out, I've, call, I've talked to this kid. So at treatment, we were playing volleyball one night. And this kid looked at me and said, because <laughs> he spiked the ball in his face, told me he was going to beat the shit. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, you fat ass. Guy, <laughs> I ain't kidding you. The guy, next to him, the guy next to him looked at him and said, hey, that's a sore subject. Since he went sober, he's gained like 60 pounds. Like, <laughs> shut up. Like, that's a, like, we're 30 days into this, yeah. and he's over there 60 pounds heavy. Yeah. And so, anyways, we got out. Can't wait to meet you at the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You're behind me, buddy. You yeah. wait. Either that or you're about to lose a lot of weight and go back to treatment. <laughs> yep. But anyways, I was out of treatment for like a week and a half. This kid found my phone number from somebody else's treatment, called me, said, I inspire who you are as a person. I want you to help me. I want you to be my mentor. I want you to be my sponsor, sponsor even though yeah. you're just out like we're in the same situation yeah i've talked to this kid every we haven't talked to actually in a few weeks but talk to him every week is he the I'm, one who was supposed to uh come yeah he was gonna maybe come stay here for the summer and get on this podcast and yeah yeah you know. no no that's the one that went sober he wasn't in treatment with me. caleb gotcha okay yeah, yeah but uh no he definitely wants brady wants to do the podcast with us too but this one that was going to come stay with me from the sum- for the summer. Remember okay, I was yeah, telling yeah. you? And so Brady, it was about a month ago. I called Brady and I was like, hey, I've helped you for the last 10 months since we've been out of treatment every day. And I said, I'm a shitty place. Like I just mentally, like mentally was like going through this, like no matter how hard I try, I can't get more custody with my kid. No matter how hard I try, I just feel like I'm like hitting every brick wall possible. And he said to me, he said, you know what? I don't know how to help you because you always help me, but there's one thing I can tell you that you would tell me. So you're going to listen to me, and I'm going to pretend I'm you. Yeah. He said, could you imagine living in India <laughs> in a house that doesn't have air? Could you imagine not being able to eat tomorrow? Could you not imagine? Could you imagine? WWBD. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> the situation that you could be in right now? In the situation you're in, how much better is it than where you could be? Yep. And I fucking just, thanks, buddy. That's what I needed. And I moved on. But he, he straight just said, this is what you'd say to me. But it was so cool to be like a reversal mm-hmm. of, I realized I taught this kid that mentality. Like, yeah. that kid got that mentality from me. Not, not saying he didn't do it on his own. He put the effort in to yeah, be able yeah. to think that way because he, he was like. Just understand. He was having a lot of aggression issues and stuff yeah. through. Yeah. Clearly, he called me a fan and wanted to beat me up over me spiking the volleyball. But. He like he he's grown up and matured, but same thing like you're saying like, it's yours. Yeah. Well, and, but how cool is it if it's a hole in a wall in a small town, 
Like Sam said, it's not a house in India. You can turn the air conditioner on. Yeah. Right? It's, <laughs> this, uh, actually, this, don't, I don't have air conditioning. All I have is window units. But to I have electricity. It's still air conditioning. I have window units in India. <laughs> 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 you don't have windows. <laughs> yeah, they don't have windows. <laughs> they, they don't, don't know how to make glass. To, unit in. <laughs> to weigh in on something, though, that you said is... Uh, I said it before, and you said you really like this saying. Understand that good people wear a lot of scars. So... Though you want to take care of this person, and you want and you want to lean on him like he can lean on you, I don't want him to break you. No. I don't want him to compromise your sobriety because. So good people wear a lot of scars. You can put your if you have room at your table, make room for more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you need to understand where the drop. You can't give him everything. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna take him in. Yeah. But but he also knew when, like I built him up enough that when my table became bare. He was able to put something back on my table. Mm -hmm. I've been putting it on his table as I could. Yeah. yeah, as I could, I put it on his table. Yeah, and when I can, I don't. But I put enough on his table that he was able to hand it back to my table because mm -hmm. my table was becoming bare. Yeah, and, and I think that's a very good point. Saying like, my whole life I've given and given and given and given and given until there's nothing. And your and, dad told me that your your dad straight up told me that he said I don't want to see this whole situation change who Brandon is. And that's why uh, he, I think our conversation meant so much to him uh, is because he, he said this, this whole podcasting thing kind of gave you a second lease on life. It did. So, yeah. but like, yeah, but like my dad said, like, didn't I, change who you were. My, and my dad loves who I am. He loves I've always given and given and given, mm -hmm. but we can only give when we're able to give. And I gave when I couldn't give. Yeah. Hence mm -hmm. my addiction my fallout actually came from me giving when I shouldn't have been giving. I was out of give. I had nothing left. Speaking of uh, a give, a give. Uh, so I will admit that there is something I am so incredibly jealous of Jake about. And it, it ain't dick size, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> well, it's time to get a running start, so that's how I show up. Um, so Jake gave a, gave a he was the best. Were you the best man? No, I was secondary. You were. Lance I fought. Was the best I fought. Man. Yeah, I fought for second spot. Yeah. If I wasn't gonna get first, I mean, I'm gonna yeah. get second. Like, nope. I'd rather take sloppy seconds than like, you know, dirty thirds. thirds dirty you know, thirds. <laughs> filthy fourths. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, at, at Lang's wedding, you mm -hmm. gave a speech at Justin Lang's wedding. Yep. Just Lang, you're on call. Uh, He's got to come on here at some point. I was surprised I made it on here before he did. You know, he's you're more of a person that yeah. I think would, would do this. <laughs> and like nothing, like nothing. So you, you tamed a lot of hearts. You made a lot of women cry. I think you may even got a date that night. I did not. <laughs> Believe me, I did not. So yeah. let me, I want to hear you give that speech that you gave for Lang's wedding. I don't One know. One more time before we, before, before we wrap some shit up. I would right. like. I want at least you to tell me what what made you think of that speech mm -hmm. and brought brought the events. It was the most beautiful. I fucking yeah. cried. I yeah. I had to give a speech after you. Did you know that? Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have. You should, everyone I knew it was a bad idea. I should have said, "Well, we're done here." Yeah, you should. Everyone should have been Boop. like, "No." Um, like essentially, um, that was fucking uh, shitty. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> No, it was the best speech I've ever heard given at a wedding. Um, no, for a like, second best man. To kind, of, to, to kind of like boil it down and everything like that. Um, uh, Lang, I, we share the same birthday. We're March kids. 
Uh, March 14th, gang. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> paint, paint faces. <laughs> fucking, how do magnets work? It's from the Hey, Homies is a great song, and Chicken Hunt is just primo. Dude, um, <laughs> who's going seen, chicken hunting? Who's going chicken hunting? I think I've seen Casey Klein post something the other day that said, in this climate, in this day and age, like, suddenly being a juggalo doesn't sound so bad. Hey, like, you know, whatever. It's all about homies and family, yeah, dog. Yeah. Um, right? But essentially, like, I, um, we were, I mean, we had been friends, shit, since, I think, my seed, freshman year, his sophomore year. Um... So I knew I don't him know, since that, seventh grade. Yeah, no shut deal. up. <laughs> you didn't get the good speech. I knew him longer. I would have if I'd gone before you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> mine would have at least been better than what it was. You could have at least tried your good speech after mine. Could have tried. Um, <laughs> but essentially, like, welcome to the shit show. Yep. Um, I had worked with his wife. Um, well, going, to, you know, his his going to be wife, wife now uh, for a few years. Um, at that point, but he he basically calls me one night at like eleven eleven thirty, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna ask Abby to marry me." I'm like, "That's awesome and disgusting." Um, and disgusting. <laughs> she is just the worst fucking person you ever met in your life. Never do uh, it. Okay, again. for real. If if she gets drunk, she will drunken spider monkey you like the entire fucking night, and she's like. She's like maybe like six pounds, but she will just hate drag you just fucking dead. It's like she's so dense, she will drag you down. It's like alcohol makes her dense and like that. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I know this is like sarcasm, but this is literally what everybody told me when I was going to get married. Like, yeah. this is a mistake. <laughs> she's dragging you down. I'm not saying so she's no, sarcasm. No, this was a physical, yeah. tra- you know. When she, when she gets hammered, she'll go like, nah. And yeah, like, she'll hang on. You can she, yeah. Oh, she just hangs a hanger. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, she's, she's awesome. She's no, no, no. I knew yours yeah. was sarcasm. She's a and sweetheart. She, yeah. So. And I know I had you from high school. Yeah. She's yeah too much. She needs to be meaner. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he calls me and he's like, you know, I just don't know what to do about the, you know, uh, I got to get a ring and stuff like that. And he was just asking, I was like, I don't, I don't know how I find her size or anything like that. And I was like, well, does she have any jewelry? And she's like, he's like, no, she doesn't wear like any rings, nothing. She doesn't own any of that kind of jewelry. And I'm like, all right, this is what you do. And it was like, mind you, this is like 1130 at night. And I'm like already like half asleep. At this that is point. what it's like to give a speech when you're super intelligent. Yes. Like, yeah. So fucking brilliant. Right <laughs> here, dude. I said I was going to bullet point it, man. I had practiced it for like <laughs> months prior. So essentially, uh, I just told him, I was like, hey, go to, and I was just fucking with him. Go to the, go to your kitchen cabinet, get a, get a bread twisty tie and you're going to wrap it around you're going to wrap it around your finger, you're going to go like that. And she's like, well, she's kind of a light sleeper. I was like, okay, follow me on this one. you got to get her hammered. You're going to have to go through <laughs> because she conks the fuck out when she's done. Otherwise, she's a pretty light sleeper. So I'm just like, you're going to have to take being spider monkeyed for a night, <laughs> but she's going to conk out. So you're going to put that twisty tie on her, you're going to take it off, and you're going to take it to your ring guy. And he's like, I'm going to do that. I'm like, cool, dude. And like a couple months later, he just shows up at my place and he just hands me this freaking bread twisty tie in the in a circle. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, This is this is the bread twisty tie you told me to put on her finger after getting her drunk. <laughs> and and he was just like, I was like, I didn't think it was like he and he was like, he took it to his his uh whatever ring maker or whatever, 
and he hands it to him, and the ringmaker goes like, of all the years I've been doing this, no one's ever fucking done this before. <laughs> and he's like, guess what? It fucking worked. Like, that thing fit perfectly. Abby knew nothing about it the whole time. I had put that that little bread twisty tie in my wallet and it worked on that, you know, just whatever speech it was for about six months because everybody's expecting me because they know that me and Lang are just like, you know, yeah, just boom. Yeah. Not that, to it. Yeah, not to, you know, that the, the whole speech was going to be about him. Like, it was like, you're my best friend, you know, this, this and that and everything. I'm like, and I was like, nope, we're going to twist, we're going to, we're going to flip this on its head. Abby, you're a great friend and all, you know, just things I'd never told her before. And I told her that exact story. I took that ring out of like that ring out of my pocket. And I was like, I am here to give you your first engagement ring as my wedding present. And she just, <laughs> like, I, and I don't think that like her maid of honor, Shelby, I don't think she stopped crying for maybe like two hours. I don't think uh, nobody remembered her speech. I'll no. <laughs> Shelby yeah. Mustard. Yeah. 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 Right. Nice girl. I think she's getting married. Rands. Yeah. yeah. She's married Rands. Yeah. Yeah. Mar Rands used to live down the like uh, down the street from me in general. Okay. So yeah, it's just kind of like you know everything like that. But yeah, it's it's you know it's like a standing O thing where people yeah. was like no, nah, and I was like never had that in my life ever <laughs> since. And you shouldn't have followed it, man. You should have just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry that you ruined Lang's wedding. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was... I don't even want to. I don't even remember what you That's, said. Here, Mike, it. Drop it. Oh, but I don't want to break it. Just anything. drop it lightly. There you go. <laughs> That's... It was a mic shot. It was... Yeah. I couldn't believe I had to follow that. I couldn't believe it. I didn't... I don't you remember much. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. I remember all down. of his speech. Don't remember a stupid <laughs> fucking thing from mine. All of it. I've never been so happy slash mad at Jacob. My God, I was like, he really is the better friend. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we've hit about an hour and forty minutes. We should probably yeah. wrap this up. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to ask you one question. Mm -hmm. Uh, what you, in just a couple minutes or in a minute, whatever you got, okay. give some advice. To people, or multiple people, whatever, mm -hmm. that would be in maybe your situation, your shoes. as a teenager, your shoes, okay. not even teenager, but maybe... Maybe even just give advice to Brandon. <laughs> Anybody who maybe has gone through the things you've gone through, the uh -huh. loss of a parent, mm -hmm. the lack of having motivation to go and do things and to... Anybody to, who has to write a fucking speech? Yeah, <laughs> give some, yeah, give some yeah. advice on how to write a speech, but I want you to give some advice on... Where you were and where you are and how you got there. And that's the point of this podcast for us and why me and mm -hmm. Sam love this mm -hmm. is to maybe see somebody get to make the next step. So yeah. if you can just give us a couple minutes of what's your advice? My advice? Um, Sinkers. I got, yeah. <laughs> In some ways, yeah. Um, a lot of it is don't, don't get bogged down in your day-to-day. Like my mom had said, you know, today is the day. Every day is going to be different. Every day is either going to be good or bad. That doesn't mean tomorrow is going to be good or bad. You got to take like your good days and be really happy that they were there because those aren't guaranteed. A lot of days are going to be bad. It's just the, the way that it is. And hopefully you can find a structure around you that, you know, 
get back together with a family member that you didn't think you ever going to again reconnect with friends and everything like that that's um, one thing this podcast is e- exactly um just you know it, it is a cliche to say say that it's like not every day is is ever going to be like afford you for forever it's like there's no guarantee for tomorrow but you know just kind of go with you know unless today is a bad day well, it's, it's pretty good then like you you, you woke yeah. up you got to eat um, that's a lot of things that a lot of people don't get to do from day to day. And um, just try not to take everything so seriously. I think people tend to take things way too seriously. Um, that, you know, if someone makes a joke, an off color comment, um, but then also realize maybe someone else is having a bad day. Like, as you're going through things that are life changing, like watching watching someone you love like essentially kind of wither away for you know you know a couple years and everything like that or for an amount of time people will say like oh how are you doing today and usually you're just like oh good because you don't want to bother them but you know it's it's i'm don't take yeah i'm I'm fine. fine yeah it's like even though that you're not like you know don't take that on people and i think people tend to do that nowadays that there's something that they're not okay with and that they feel justified in taking out on somebody else for whatever reason don't do that like i don't treat don't treat your server like shit how about that like that's my that's maybe my uh my ending of today. yeah <laughs> tip your waitress don't be a fucking <laughs> asshole i think that's what i got to say good advice yeah actually so I think I see Debbie around the corner. Debbie, come on, <laughs> Debbie! Debbie! That's Brandon's mom, by the way. She, <laughs> oh, she's a nice lady. She's she in our podcast now as Debbie's here. She kept blowing oh. him up the other day. <laughs> Does she make good uh, snack cakes? Oh, she makes good everything. She cooks really well. She's not nice. She's single? <laughs> she could, could be, I guess. I don't know. No, she's married. Oh. <laughs> I, but, but the nice thing is, I gave, but I gave a speech at their wedding, and it wasn't shitty. <laughs> oh, it was oh. actually a good one. Two to one. <laughs> do, you the, do you have the bread tie still? Uh, I, don't, I mean, it's... That's, it was so good, I didn't need the bread tie. Mm, let's not go that far. <laughs> but he gave the bread tie away. I gave away yeah. mine. So good, he needed a zip tie and a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to wrap this up. We appreciate you being here, buddy. Yeah, we really appreciate me. your story. It's been a lot of fun. I'm so glad that you got to be on, man. And yeah. we appreciate you talking about your story and putting it out there because it's not easy to do. And we everybody really do. has a story. Yeah, Every, everyone's got one, and yeah, it's, it's just, not easy to put out there. But yeah. I'm telling you right now, just for what it did for me. Yeah, just, just you know, you helped one. Yeah, I mean, it, it really made me have a different outlook again. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And I know it's going to help other people. So you guys going to make it up? Don't. There's a lot of beard action going on there. There is uh, there so is. much friction. Dips on bottom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah. That right, was good. So Look at her. Wrapping it up right Thank now. you, everybody. We got Jake. We got Sam. Brandon. Thank you. Get Real Podcast. Yeah, hit us up if you got that fucking story. Jesus. We want to get you all on here. Anybody who can make an impact or do something for us, it'd be awesome. But join us live soon for another Get Real Podcast. And today is good. Don't forget about our today is good. Love Love you guys. Love everybody. Thank you.
searching for revolution Do you remember When you were young and you wanted to set the world on fire Do Kiss.